Previously on Wonders and Blunders. Quick channels all of her magical strength and blasts the orb. The orb in the center also freezes over, and then this massive explosion of ice comes out, and then quick shatters. Gid's gonna turn back. Ban it! We've gotta get out of here! And toss up another ball of fire. As you cast magic, that door that was held up on either side, gears release, and it slams shut. And the rest of you see Gid crushed in the mechanism. Bennett gets up and Blood Fury in his eyes runs forward and he's going to throw his axe down to the ground and he's going to try to grab the Ankeg's head and pull it open. And your eyes are just glowing with rage as you tear its head into it. And the last thing you see is it lifeless on the ground. I smile. And I say, I'm the spider. And I pop the power down with the hope that she'll drop Diglin. And- so you slap that hand out of the way and you place your hand on Lilia's arm. Mm. And this searing holy energy of Istis burns her arm. And she lets go and Diglin falls into the hole. And you, then your legs get scooped up under you. And you see Lilia start to carry you backwards into the dark. And she says, one for one. That's fair and starts to reach towards your eye. Can I, can I do any sort of like uh, dex or anything to, to try and like avoid getting stuck? My oh! 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 Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you just see like a huge movement in the water as the eel starts powering towards you and you like pull and pull to try to get your boot up out of the ground and then the ice in front of you shatters and cracks as the jaws come over and engulf you and pull you down under. Don't you touch them, you bitch. And uh, does big magic. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Again. No. (laughs) (laughs) And as you watch the kids make their way out the door and then pull a huge ice boulder down to block the door behind them, Lilia turns to you. A huge chunk comes down and forces her into the water and you push it down as she reaches up past it, and then in your final moments, you sort of dust into this vapor. And as the vapor drifts across the top of the lake, it just freezes solid. Come, Diglin, uh, let's, let's, let us leave this place. Uh, nothing here could have survived. After Diglin finishes the story, she just sort of stares forward into the fire. It's kind of just raging now in front of you. So all all you can hear is sort of the snapping wood and a light snow falling in the trees around you. Well, it sounds like it it went surprisingly well, considering how um, uh, incompetent and unprepared um, you've described them. That's a little insensitive. I mean, you told us they just walked straight in and didn't even have a good look around before. That's very brave of them to risk themselves for the sake of their communities. Yeah, uh, the impression I got is that they had a pretty good track record in the past uh, hunting these things. So, I mean, confidence is definitely was their undoing. But, I mean, we, we made it out. We saved those two children. And so that's where you met Bridget? Yeah. And, and what, uh, I raised her from there. And what happened with the, the other children you rescued? Uh, Jaro took uh, Greta and uh, we, I mean, we, we took, we both took Greta and Bridget to Pinnafel at first, but uh, Greta was a little harder to hide. She got really big really fast. We couldn't cover her with illusion. She, no matter what we made her look like, she was still bumping into doorways and had a nasty habit of attracting bears. So uh, Jaro had to take her to another location to keep her safe. That's too bad. Um, children really should be around other children when they're growing up. Yeah, but also children shouldn't be around 12 or 13 bears when they're growing. <laughs> well, so, well I, I don't know. Bears, I mean, sometimes bears, bears are totally fine. Yeah, exactly. So, sometimes bears can be the best of friends. Yeah, but I mean, you pitch that to a parent, even a 5% chance they're not really going to take. Hmm. I suppose. I suppose. I, I suppose. I suppose the way I grew up isn't, isn't really relevant. 
What's most remarkable to me is that Lilia somehow survived. Yeah, I mean, she took a she took a big beating. She went down, uh, and we didn't see her for years. I mean, that was almost thirty years ago now, and I've I've only seen her poking her head around here again for the last year or so. Mm. So e- either she's just been biding a time, or maybe we I don't know if it's taken her that long to heal back up, or if she's been building up or, or what I don't know how she came back but she maybe is back. maybe somebody maybe somebody let her out there are some fish that um, if you freeze them solid um, they'll just stay stay frozen solid um, for years and years until they un- unfreeze and then they come right back mm. lovely mm-hmm that's just a thing we you know we we had her right in front of us on that on that island on that lake uh, just imagine how things could have turned out if, if we had known, or, or, or not necessarily that we'd, we would have won, but I, I mean, it just makes that whole situation so much more uh, scary. It's almost like we should have listened to Bree at time. <laughs> yes, Bree, I suppose we should have. Well, if I... we had, we wouldn't be here. Well, if, Bree, if you hadn't eaten that bird, we never would have had to do any of this. Right? Ben like has just got his like he's he's nervous and he's looking around. <laughs> well, what of other hags? If Lilia has escaped, has big eel, big moth. Uh, Jaren, the eel is definitely free. That's uh, actually the next bit of business I had on my list uh, in the frozen church. Ah. Mm. At least that's what I'm assuming. Uh, I know he's in that lake somewhere, and if, you know, if I was going to pick a place to to hang out, they get drawn to places of power, places of Mm. magical power, temples, uh, the temples of Mistra around the areas. I've been checking those out. I actually went back to the one where we originally, when I saw Lilia popping back up, I went back to the temple to see if I could get any clues, but it's still completely buried. So mm. if she did get out, it's not, she didn't go up. Mm. Maybe, maybe the river runs underground. I think there's a strong possibility. Uh, I did a bit of research on the river's tomb after we were there. I was granted a bit of extra sight from Lilia, one of the gifts that she bestowed on me while she had me captured Uh, and she had quite a bit of interest in the river's tomb Uh, seems like there is a portal there so if it was in that temple I don't think it's impossible that there are other portals in other temples to Mistra yeah and um, rivers can run for leagues underground too I mean one spring my brother and I followed one for a week and a half before we decided to turn around Underground. Oh yeah, they they can they can run for ages. Hmm. Uh, where does this portal you found lead? I don't know. Uh, she herself, I think, was trying to figure that out. Uh, it's possible she knew where it went. Uh, she didn't give me that information, but she um, kind of fiddles with the bandages and <clears throat> pulls one of them down over her right eye, and you see that there is a like stone mm. inlaid where her eye should be with a gold engraved rune over it cool. and then she quickly pulls it back up she gave me this and it let me see what the other hags were seeing what color is the the st- like does it look anything like teak no it doesn't okay it's yeah it's just it looks like a pretty regular river stone like a smooth mm. river stone oh okay but it has a um, cool yeah, but it has like a gold rune over it. Uh, is the rune laid any, into the front? Any script we understand? Uh, no. Uh, you can make an arcana check. You know I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Could I do a history check while he does an arcana to see? Yeah, you can do history. Natural one. Natural one. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty. It's oh, very nat pretty. Nat twenty. Nat twenty on history. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, it, it's not like anything you've ever seen before. Hmm. But you can see that this is probably like a... There, there are different types of sending stones. 
and this seems like a bastardized sending stone. Mm. Um, something that was created probably by Lilia or the hags. Like uh, the, the way that no, you got to yeah. look at it, it looks like it was made specifically for a purpose. Right. It, it doesn't um, connect with any sort of cultural practice that I would know of. Or, no. Or, or, okay. But you, you do remember stories of people having stones implanted in places. Mm. Uh, elven agents used to implant stones uh, behind their ears mm. to keep contact with each other. And... This seems like it might be something like that, but for sight, which you had never heard before, and obviously came at, at quite a cost. Yeah. And she says, I, I keep it, uh, I keep myself covered because over the years I realized that it's a two-way connection. Oh. She has bandages over both her eyes, right? Yeah. What, what happened to your other eye? It's still there, but if I can see you, I'm pretty sure she can see you. Oh, yeah. That's... And- you you can see what she is seeing. No, not currently. If oh. I take this off, I can. I've used it to close in on her a few times, but the surprise goes both ways. I can't uh, sneak mm. up on her. She'll know where I am as soon as I take it off. Troubling. Is, does it connect to any of the other hacks? Is it, is it just Lilia, or, or, or can you... If have... I focus strongly enough, uh, sometimes I can see what the other ones see as well. I don't know how to use it. I haven't fooled around with it too much. Uh, just because yeah. every time I do, something finds me. Maybe Valen, maybe Valen could look at it. He's good with magic. I I may be able to determine what uh, sort of enchantment it possesses, but I, I'm not certain that I would uh, have any extra insight into how best to use it or, mm. or control it. It sounds like it may be a good way to set trap. Mm. If you use it and they come to you, yeah, uh, I've tried that, um, but if maybe if you set the trap, if and she I doesn't didn't know see that it, we are participating in it. Yeah, I, I give Bido a look. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Bido's um, yeah, Bido's just like counting doorknobs off to the side, like not listening to any of this at all. Here's the word trap. Yeah, and you're like <laughs> oh, I could I could do that. And she's like I've I've got. How are you all? feeling like by now it's pretty late in the night like mm. getting close to sunrise this this story took up most of the rest of the night she's like i know if you're looking for somewhere safer uh to to rest i have a camp not too far from here a couple hours walk and how, how's the weather the weather right now is pretty good it's freezing like yeah. it's really early in the morning um but the wind is down. The storm sort of ended last night. Well, I've been up all night now. I um, really need to rest. Uh, yes, um, an, an evening's rest is, is certainly in order, I believe. Yes, most of us did not get the opportunity to have much sleep. Do you, do you think this uh, our camp here is unsafe? I mean, I mean, we did kind of take out that other creature. Do, do you think there's more risk if we just kind of catch up on some shut eye here? The mountains here are dangerous. Uh, there's all sorts of things. Uh, she has uh, Kag, that thing, and points over at the bat. Kag. <laughs> That's been, like, missing its legs and <laughs> yeah. arms at this point. Oh, yeah, those, uh, those bat wing bones would make sick javelins. Oh, they have. <laughs> Kag uh, employed the help. Uh, well, I, I don't know about employed, more like enslaved. Uh, some darklings. Those were those mm, other right, creatures right. who you saw. Uh, not great to encounter at the best of times, but if they're here, I think there must be some sort of fey portal nearby. Fey portal. Uh, and if darklings are coming through it, then there are worse things that could come through as well. Yeah. If there's a fey portal, I'm I'm not comfortable sleeping here. Um, How far to your camp? A couple of hours. Seems worth yeah, it. Yeah, as much as a, a fey portal makes me a little homesick. Not the it's not the kind of homesick that I'd want to sleep <laughs> next to. You know, so so maybe we can go. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think. Um, uh, High Warden people, you would have heard you would have heard of darker fey portals. Most of the fey portals um, that exist in your area would be to the Summer Court. Yeah. So it would usually be like Eladrin and Dryads and stuff coming through, mm. but you know that there are much darker things uh, just up over the mountains from you in the Ghostlands. Uh, the darker portals come out because they're closer to the Winter Court. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we, maybe we pack up and, and mosey and, and maybe we just kind of have a a late morning, you know, try to make up some, some sleep. 
Sounds good to me. This sounds like a good plan, yes. And Yuri's like, okay, I'll uh, I'll get these two hitched back up, uh, clean the ooze off their <laughs> hooves. <laughs> like, you can see they're still kind of like the hooves are glittering with this, uh, yeah, darkling energy after having stomped them out. Till they exploded. Yeah. So he he sets to that. Bido starts like rummaging all the doorknobs together and starts getting back into the caravan. While I'm packing I, up my my stuff, is Diglin still like with us, or is she already moseyed on? She's still with you. Yeah, she has. Um, you can see her actually like crouched down next to the two birds, which have yeah. come landed next to her. They had been one of them had been next to her, and the other one had been up in a tree while she was telling you the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they both kind of sit near you now, and the little blue one flits off into the forest as you come close. I just can't help thinking about... It was Jaren, right? Jaren? Jaren, yeah. yeah. I, I can't help thinking about Jaren. I'm assuming, by the way you mentioned him, that he didn't have the benefit of uh, Bridget's upbringing. No, we didn't get him out, so... So he's he's grown up in the dark like that? Yeah. And as one big eel, he could feed us for almost rest of trip. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm more... My heart's more breaking for that little boy. You had to grow up alone and, and cold and in the dark. That's that's sad. He is not alone. He is big eel for friend, no? You know, Bree, that's very true. That's that's true. Well, and I mean, I'm sure it may not have been the healthiest relationship, but at least he wasn't alone. That's that's something for me to think about at least. Thank you, Bree. And I'll, I'll mosey <laughs> off and, and start packing up what little stuff I have, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so I'd say within 20 or 25 minutes, you'd have your stuff sort of packed up and ready to go. And Diglin starts leading you out through the forest. Uh, the sky's starting to brighten now. Frigid early morning air and dead quiet. Birds are starting to sort of chirp and wake up. The forest is starting to wake up around you. I continue my rounds of every, you know, minute or so warming everybody's jackets yeah. with yeah. digitation. Okay, yeah, so you, you get brief six seconds of warmth, <laughs> <laughs> which are pretty quickly sucked out by the morning air. Uh, but those six seconds are nice. Mm. They're nice. As you make your way forward, the, like, forested pine trees around you start to get thinner and thinner and smaller and smaller, and then slowly start getting replaced by these large bleached white leafless trees uh, mm. and they're sort of spread out like they're easy enough to get through they're fairly spread out but as far as you can see in front of you is just this sort of bleach white forest uh, and you start to feel a colder breeze blowing into your face as you walk in this direction In the, as the like sun starts to rise and this sort of orange wash comes over the snow in front of you uh, you can see that Farther ahead, these trees clear out completely, and you just see this endless sort of sea of white. And uh, you can see that you're reaching the the lake mm-hmm. as you're walking forward. Diglin turns you a little bit north, and you go into this outcropping of tighter white trees. And as you're walking through, she leads you on a really specific path. And Rowan, like everywhere you look, you can see traps in the trees, okay. uh, big spiky logs. Uh, like Rambo first blood type traps? Yeah, like, some yeah. real Rambo <laughs> first blood traps. <laughs> All right. Or Ewok traps. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there are two big logs that will come down and squish an ATST at some point. Uh, the Hag's ATST. <laughs> and then you see these big wooden walls set up. Uh, and Diglin makes her way around, and in one area she just sort of knocks and an unseen doorway opens up through these logs. And on the inside is like a small hunter's cabin. Hmm. Um, And you can see in here there are like stationary uh, crossbows set up around the edges. And you can see like rune work carved into these these fences around the area. And Diglin says, uh, uh, this is where I've been set up for the past little while while I was hunting Kag. Yeah, this this looks kind of permanent. Uh, you, do you intend to stay here for much longer? Uh, oh, well, uh, it, it packs up quicker than you'd think. I must, yeah. This is remarkable. And Rowan, I think you notice when you step inside as she, like, starts walking towards the cabin, you see the cabin shift back and forth a little bit, hmm. and then she opens the door and walks inside uh, and says, oh, I'll get a fire started. It's roomy in here if you want to set up. There's some good places to sleep. 
the birds will watch. There's a, a lot of alarm enchantments and stuff. We should be safe here. If anything comes close, we'll know they're coming. Sounds good. I'm going to pass out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so Yuri starts parking the caravan and he's like, oh, jeez, I've been doing this wrong all these years. Look how secure this is. You think we could put this whole thing on wheels? Well, I, I don't know if we could put this on wheels, but we could definitely put some of these runes and, and I'm looking at yeah, Valen. Valen's now. definitely like inspecting like the, the traps and inspecting in particular like the magical runes on the on the walls. Uh, yeah, so you see um, this is like an alarm spell. Mm. Uh, you've you've recognized this uh, uh, employed heavily in a lot of the houses in Pralia, right. especially the noble houses. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you've never seen it done quite like this before. Uh, there's a real like amateur feel to the magic in this area like it's something that she might have just figured out herself mm-hmm. uh, perhaps a bit improvisational but uh, remarkable work yeah uh, and inside yeah you see the the uh, windows of the cabin sort of light up as a fire gets lit inside and smoke starts to come out of the chimney is the is the cabin still sort of swaying and shifting no no just as we approached yeah mm. Diglin, have you always been so well practiced in the arcane arts uh, and she pokes her head back out the door uh, and she says, no, uh, not always. Uh, it became sort of a necessity in the business. And um, are you self-taught? Uh, yeah, mostly. I've also had a bit of uh, help. From? Um, well, I told you about Quick. Yes. Yeah, I did a bit of digging into the Frost Matron, and uh, she found me. Oh. So she's been giving me a hand with my magic. Quick, do you, do you have any... Um, uh, uh, I, I, I like, Valen's eyes widen, <laughs> and he's forgotten about sleep. And, uh, tell me everything you know. This is this is fascinating. Do, do you have any writings on her? Uh, yeah, come inside. Um... And when you go inside, you can see that this, there are, like, I, I think your eyes, like, light up as there are just books <gasps> everywhere. Like, piles and piles of books, not organized in any sort of way. And you can see Diglin moving in here. Uh, the hawks aren't with her, and she, like, walks the path super confidently between these piles of books that are laid on the ground. And she says, these aren't much good to me anymore, but uh, this is, I, I used to do quite a bit of research. It seemed like a shame to throw it all out between me and Jaro, we uh, we raided quite a few old libraries in some of the abandoned towns in the area. The Frost Matron isn't actually in many of these books, but the idea that I've gotten is that she is a uh, another word. The the chained goddess seems to be some sort of god of the ice giants, and they had a great war a long time ago, and that the storm giants actually sealed the Frost Matron into a glacier somewhere mm. um can i do any sort of like arcana or history check to see if i can supplement this with anything i know about those yep. histories yep oh my god i can't roll today uh because that is going to be a nine nine no you have heard of the the wars of the giants mm-hmm. a lot of the different uh giant families don't get along very much but especially the storm and ice giants because they live in a lot of the same places. There's a lot of clashes between them. Okay. Um, the storm giants in this area were at one point driven out, and they have a sort of floating fortress in the clouds, which they were forced to retreat into, and it moved on, uh, and people don't really know where it is right now. It is a it is a stressful thing for a lot of armies in the area. <laughs> that there's some flying fortress of giants. Yeah, that they cannot keep track of. They they really don't know exactly where it is, and it's uh, like storm giants in particular don't have much. They they don't pay a whole lot of attention to what happens in non-giant kind. But mm-hmm. when they start fighting other giants, it affects a lot of people. It gets messy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I, I would just say to Diglin. Um, it's um, it's not all that common for a, a, a deity to um, show such a direct interest in, in someone's life. Uh, obviously, your work has uh, attracted um, this this ice matron's attention. Yeah, uh, I think maybe Quick had something to do with that as well. 
And also, it doesn't come completely for free. I'm also kind of soul-bound to find and free her oh. at some point. Oh. Uh, don't haven't made much. There was no time limit put on it. I'm just kind of <laughs> hoping I've got a bit of time to sort that out. Maybe I'll be killed before then. I mean, it's uh. going to be any day now for sure. Oh, I should hope not. <laughs> Do you mind if I uh, have a quick perusing? Of course. And yeah, I just want to start diving into books. And okay, yeah. So I'll, uh, while Valen sort of dives into a, like Scrooge McDuck's into a bunch of books, uh, <laughs> what's everybody else doing? Bree knocks over a pile of books and climbs on top of them to make a little nest. Okay, um, <laughs> and he, yeah, just like nearby the fire. And whoever's outside, you can see Bido kind of walking around, looking at all the traps and being like. Ugh. I guess you could do it like that. <laughs> pause if you had to. It's okay. <laughs> and he starts curling up and getting ready to go to bed. Are there any... Uh, well, I'm looking at Star because Star might have claimed them first, but are there any like decent chairs next to uh, this fire that she's got soaked up that if Star isn't sitting in one that I could sit in? Um, there... You know that if the door opened and there was a fire and there was a comfy chair near it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rowan, I feel like you go to the door to like step into the house and just like four blurs go past you and like your clothes like whip up. And then when you look around, like completely surrounding the fire is just a ring of tabaxi. Um, All right. Well, move over. agility. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm joining the cat pile. Hold on. Hold on. And I'll, I'll just like kind of yeah. push when you, myself. When you walk it. over, it's just everyone is just kind of like, Rowan. <laughs> <laughs> come on. Come on. Come, come, come. Oh, Sit down. Uh, warm. It's warm. It's oh, warm. That's good. My, my toes are about to fall off. I'm not going to lie. And I'll climb in and, and like cozy up. Yeah. Well, this is all right. We should do this more often. Yeah. And Star, I think um, you're eye is caught above the mantle place um mm -hmm. you see like an empty uh, i don't know what is that a plaque like a plaque that would hold oh, two yeah, swords yeah, yeah, i know what you mean um and while when diglin is uh like walking through you can see her just like throwing gear off as she goes she like takes off her coat uh like throws it onto the ground and at one point she takes out her sword and just mm -hmm. tosses it up in the air and it flies to that plaque and lands in it cool. um and you you see like a shimmer where the other sword should go uh, mm -hmm. as they both sort of land there. Hmm. Uh, Diglin. Yeah. Uh, and he stands up and sort of is like looking, uh, like like can I do like an, an, I don't know, an investigation or something just to look at Diglin's sword? Yeah, sure. Oh, well, I was just That's getting 12. comfy. <laughs> 12? Um, it's super poorly maintained, really, really chipped up, uh, and there is quite a bit of blood on the blade and the hilt actually as well like she does not take care of this sword at all you should you should really be be taking a better care of this but uh, it, where's the where's the other one? Oh, i've got to hold on and she like makes her way over and then cuts her hand across the blade again and the uh, blood sort of like splats against the plaque and then forms into the second sword. Gross. <laughs> She's like, there it is. Mm. Well, that can't be sanitary now at all. And uh, <laughs> but but you see, like her hand goes back down towards her side, and you see there's no cut on it anymore. Care care to explain what's what's this about? Uh, yeah, that's the frost matron's gift part of it. Uh. She requires a little sacrifice every day. I don't, she's not great. I don't think she's great, honestly. <laughs> uh, I'm a little worried about this pact I've made to free her, but uh, again, I'll probably die before I get to do it, so. I see. She, uh, hates, so... she hates hags, at least. Yeah, she does. She definitely dislikes, uh, dislikes the hags. Yeah, Ben's been in the cabin just holding a sleeping garlic, kind of mm -hmm. taking everything in and looks sleepy but and he's been uncharacteristically quiet so i'm guessing this is a like out of character i guess that's like sort of like a what, what is that weird warlock thing the hex Pack blade the or blade? whatever uh kind of yeah so she is yeah. uh, like out of out of uh out of character she's a blood hunter oh i see mm. yeah okay what what does her what does her weird blood sword look like uh it looks a lot like the other sword so they they both kind of look like machetes Oh, um, and the other one, the other one is almost identical to the first one, except it is completely pristine. It has like, uh, and uh, along the edge of the blade, uh, it almost goes see-through. 
like the edge of it is made oh, of a I very see. clear ice. Hmm. Do you mind if I, uh, and like I reach my hands up to pick one up? And she's like, oh yeah, go for it. Okay, I pick it up. Okay. Yeah, uh, uh, it's, they're heavy as hell. Like, yeah. not uh, not finesse. Um, they're definitely like a brute force weapon. Yeah. Uh, and then he's just going to try and like do a few stabs and it's clumsy because he's not nearly strong enough to like use it properly. And then he puts it back and he's like, eh, not my style. <laughs> she says, yeah, it's an acquired taste. <laughs> okay. And just collapses back in the chair. I think Star is not asleep. He's just awake and looking at the fire. Okay, cool. Uh, Kara and Ben, did you want to do anything before? Uh, I think Kara... Yeah, well, Kara tried. It was, was talking about passing out, um, and she realized that the sun was coming up, and it's, like, hard for her to go to sleep, so she's going to turn into a cat. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, nice. The same, the the same white cat that uh, that tormented... Um, um, Yuri. Yuri earlier. Yeah, okay. And he uh clearly does not notice that you did that. <laughs> He's uh, already asleep. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm gonna join the cat pile. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so um I, I feel like uh so Valen, did you want to try to push through? Or yeah, Ben, are you going to bed as well? Yeah, Ben's gonna kinda like poke poke at a couple of the books and like look around a little bit. And he's gonna so there's like a cots here? It's like are there like cabin bunk beds? Uh, I think you would be setting up like bed rolls in here. Okay. Uh, there is a bed which Diglin is in and asleep. Mm-hmm. Um, like while Star was picking up and fooling around with the machetes, like before he was done, she was asleep, <laughs> uh, just like snoring away. And the uh, the hawk is in here with you as well, just sort of perched over the bed, and it has fallen asleep as well. Yeah. So I think as people start uh, falling asleep, I'm just like getting an ever-increasingly heavy pile of books in my arms as I, like, pick out titles and, like, just even just, like, some, I bet some of them don't have titles, just, like, the covering looks interesting to me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just, like, whatever one's just, like, picking almost at random. Uh, do an investigation check. Will do. I like to think at some point you go over and, like, pick up a book and just discover that, like, it's in a big pile that Bree is just completely submerged within. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just blue scales. Just an angry there. scale looking out. Yeah. <sighs> The goal nine. Nine? Okay. I have no luck points or anything <laughs> left. <now. laughs> so yeah, you, you gather up a bunch of, just a bunch of books, but I think you're just overwhelmed with the number of them. Yeah. Uh, and you can spend the night. Or yeah, the, if like, I spend the night, can I like If you spend the good? night, you'll find like, you, you can, you can t- if you take a point of exhaustion, basically, to, to stay up and yeah go through them. Valen doesn't realize he's making this choice. Yeah, like he just starts <laughs> reading books and just gets like engrossed. Okay, uh, in whatever he's reading, if it's history, if it's uh, so folklore, what, what type of thing would corn? catch your attention and make you like st- like I feel uh, well, like you're like looking through books, just like at a quick browse. What's the general topic areas that she's collected? So she is looking specifically at like there is a bunch of random stuff because they just looted yeah. things, um, which I think you're like the general interest you're able to sort of throw out. Um, mm-hmm. There is some stuff on alchemy, seems to be uh, a, a big focus. Um, histories about some of the temples in the area uh, that I think you, you can sort of trace a line that she was looking for more information about the Frost Matron, probably before she bound her soul to her, mm-hmm. wanted to know what her whole deal was. Um, so there's stuff on the giants. There is stuff about like histories about the lake. Mm. There seems to be quite a lot of stories in this area about this particular lake. I think immediately um, you keep seeing this come up. It's called the Aether Lock. The Aether Lock. Um, so you keep seeing the Aether Lock mentioned over and over again, and uh, that you pretty soon attribute to being the lake. Mm. Um, yeah, I think anything that seems to point out specifically to like the Frost Matron, like from the story that that really caught Valen's attention, just sort of like his you know magics having that sort of like tilt to them already sort of an icy quality and then also being uh, interested in in the the local temples and and this frozen lake i think would be okay. sort of where he would direct his attention and he's a wizard he's looking for if there's anything in here that qualifies as a spell book yeah. or any like spells that might be like yeah. hiding among them okay all right so the uh, everybody i guess passes out 
Uh, ben doesn't. He he puts garlic on the uh, cat pile. Yeah. And uh, kind of shadows Balin quietly. Okay. okay. It's just like near Balin, kind of looking over his shoulder and like. So you do an investigation check. Okay. Yeah, it's flat sixteen. Sixteen. Okay. Sweet. You like while Valen is is like looking around. I feel like Valen picks up a book and Bree's face is under it, and he like puts it back down and keeps <laughs> Bree covered. Um, and you see that book looks kind of weird. It's like a, uh, it it it's like a bundle like barely held together that looks like sea charts and maps and stuff. You see like when he picks it up and puts it back down that like the pages fall open and then a couple of seconds later after he's moved on and starts like picking up other books the ba- the pages like shuffle in an invisible breeze and close themselves up written by one Sam Silvergold <laughs> <laughs> asshole wizard um, yeah so Ben picks that up uh, and just kind of heads over I guess Valen's already nose deep in another book it's just uh, Valen yeah, yes, Ben. This book's magic. Oh, oh well, sorry? <laughs> it's a magic book. It, cl- it closed itself, and um, I thought maybe you'd want to see it. Oh, um, uh, let's let's have a look together, shall we? Okay. And yeah, so you, you look through, and at, I think you're very tired. Like, at this point, you're, like, mm-hmm. looking through, and you're like, this is stupid, this stupid kid, like, just gave me a bunch <laughs> oh, yeah? of sea charts. I'm very credulous. <laughs> Yeah. If he says it's magic, I believe him. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, well, well, you you have a, you just have a hard time with it at first. Okay. I think. But then you start seeing on the pages. These are C charts. Um, you don't know where, like, you don't recognize this area. Like, it's mm. not the the seas right around Pralia. Yeah, which I would have seen just like around the house constantly. Yeah. Mm. But you do see like there are lots of annotations mm. on the sides mm-hmm. and as you start to read through the annotations it looks like ship directions uh and kind of upkeep things but you realize slowly that these are like somatic movements and specific like verbal components not just like ship lingo okay and you see that this is somebody's old spellbook Oh, fascinating. Ooh. Cool. It's very cool. Excellent find. Is it Sam's book? Benjamin. <laughs> <laughs> For the listeners, Sam is Mitch's character in our original D&D campaign. Yeah. Sailor wizard. Yeah. From the same world. Yeah. Yeah, from yeah. the same world. Um, an excellent find, Benjamin. Um, this, this does indeed seem to be uh, someone's incredibly idiosyncratic spell. Uh, Spell book. Um, uh, this will take some time to decipher. Idiosyncratic. Oh, sorry. Um, uh, they've <laughs> written the, their um, spells in, in a very um, individualized uh, fashion. Um, it, it will take some time to uh, decipher exactly what each of these these um, annotations means and, and what, what magics it uh, may actually contain. Especially if it keeps closing on you. <laughs> <laughs> um, kind of like your spell book. Uh, We're, to be fair, you, you are entirely correct. I'm not, I'm not sure another wizard would have much chance of deciphering uh, my spellbook should they stumble upon it hmm. in a cabin in the woods. Okay, well, um... Uh, would you like to help me? Okay. Oh, or, uh, how tired does Ben look if I look at he him? He looks pretty yeah. tired, but he's, uh, like... Uh, he seems preoccupied and not interested in sleep. Okay. Like he set his bedroll up and didn't yeah. touch it. Okay. Um, so, yeah, Valen would happily, um, like, take out um, some, like, fresh pages from, from mine and just, like, start, like, trying to scratch down um, what I see and start trying to make sense of it. Okay. Um, so I'll... Ben pays attention. <laughs> <laughs> so do you want me to, do you you want okay me to send these to you or just tell you what they are? Either way. The spells in it? Yeah. Uh, okay. So there are uh, four cantrips in this. The cantrips are Friends, Mage Hand, Prestidigitation, and Ray of Frost. Mm -hmm. There are four first level spells in it. Disguise Self, Fog Cloud, Mage Armor, and Witch Bolt. Witch Bolt? Witch Bolt. That one. (laughs) And three second level spells. Uh-huh. Gust of Wind, Melf's Acid Arrow, and Misty Step. Ooh. <laughs> Exciting. 
uh, yeah, and you, you can see this is some, like, while you're going through, there are also, like, stories written throughout the book um, in these annotations, like, how they figured out to do this. And this is definitely a some sort of pirate wizard wrote this book. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you all get a really comfortable rest in here, except for Ben and... Ben and Valen. So Ben and Valen, if you do anything sort of strenuous today, you're going to take a level of exhaustion. Yeah. But uh, I guess you all wake up in like the early afternoon. Mm. Makes mm. sense. Mm. Uh, the sun comes up. You're woken by Diglin still like snoring away mm. over in the corner. Um, she like every once in a while. I think throughout the night you would have kind of started every once in a while because she just would have been like <laughs> and like punched the wall or something and then like rolled over and gone back to sleep. Uh <laughs> Sounds more disturbing than Kara turning back into Kara about two hours in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, crunch, crunch. Uh, is there a like a big empty like is there any open spot in this cabin at all like a nice big area? Uh, it is pretty cramped, full of stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but like Bree has pushed a bunch of stuff over and like made a little nest. Like you could move things around to create a small area. But it's not a huge cabin. Okay. Uh, Star's going to wake up uh, quite a bit. Well, he's the only one who actually got sleepless. Last yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he wakes up um, a bit before everyone else and clears out a spot and then just starts like sort of working out, like almost like a sort of cat yoga routine. Okay. Nice. Like just doing like a like a sort of stretching and doing like handstands and sort of just static holds to try and warm his muscles up. Okay. Yeah, and uh, but I think I think Dust comes over and tries to do the same thing. Yeah, Ben too. Oh yeah, because okay. Valen yeah, and yeah, Ben, yeah. you're awake for this. Yeah, yeah. Ben goes over and uh, he just is like, um, can can I um stretch with you? Mm -hmm. Oh yes, yes, Benjamin, come on. Yeah, and then uh, he's just gonna sort of like pick him up and just start teaching him like the basics. Okay, so this is cat pose one. <laughs> <laughs> and then like a half an hour later it's just like this is pose cat pose 144 <laughs> yeah Ben looks exhausted <laughs> I think uh, Bree is sleeping in and there's probably a book in front of like wherever her nose would be sticking out that's just every time she breathes out like cracks open and the pages flip and then when she breathes in the pages flip the other way and the book closes like yeah. just rhythmically the whole the whole time yeah i, I think if, if rowan wakes up before uh uh sky maybe uh he'll wake up and realize that he's drool all over the side of sky and will be like and, and like shift around so he's facing the other way and yeah. have some plausible deniability <laughs> Thought you were gonna lick it off. <laughs> <laughs> no. I think that's for family. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You see, uh, Bido is curled up at like the foot of the nest that Bree has made, uh, and is sound asleep. And outside, you can hear Yuri talking to Gertie and Brett, just sort of muffled through the walls. Um, if Yuri wakes up, um, I may uh, sort of like approach him, uh, just blurry-eyed. Uh, um, Yuri, um, by any chance, do you do you keep um, any, any magical inks or um, uh, papers with you? Uh, I've got good paper, but I don't think I have any magic ink. Mm, we'll have to wait until we reach the next uh, settlement. Uh, very well. Um, thank you. How did how did you sleep? Oh, like a baby. It was great. It's it's nice. Like when you got the walls around you, when you're out in the wilderness so much, you get jumpy in the night. But there's something something soothing about a wall, especially a magic wall. Mm, indeed, yes. Uh, stares off for a little bit and then looks back to the book. Keeps reading. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I, I think uh, Yuri Yuri sort of starts setting up like a like a breakfast fire outside. Uh, he hasn't really come into the cabin. It was a little cramped in there for him, I think. But mm. you all get your long rest, except for you two. And uh, eventually, Diglin wakes up. Uh, and uh, I think Diglin actually wakes up because there's like a pecking at one of the windows. And she wakes up and goes over and opens the door. And that blue and silver smaller hawk flies back in. Uh, and she sort of sits with the two of them 
they sort of like twitter a little bit at her and she like grunts at them and then she gets up to walk outside and both of them fly past her uh again the big red hawk stays with her uh sort of sitting up on top of the cabin just looking around and the blue one flies off into the forest Diglin, oh, these these two bird friends of yours you said they were they were gifts how, how did you how did you guys meet oh yeah um there's a druid grove oh. uh, not not incredibly far from here uh, but a kind druid there I I went hoping that they might be able to remove this stone uh, they couldn't figure out how to get it off oh. uh, but they were able to help me without my sight so these uh, these two hawks uh, were trained by the by the druid and they helped me not see but get a little bit farther beyond my my own range well that's that's wonderful and, and while he's talking he'll kind of go through his bandolier for like the last of his sunflower seeds and kind of like hand it to uh, I guess the, the bigger hawk who's nearby yeah what? so it, it flies down and lands on your hand and just like devours the seeds and yeah. then flies back up oh, I guess this... you'll spoil him <laughs> boy I, I don't have any meat on me but uh, hopefully that does something sure yeah, he's a bottomless pit. <laughs> she like reaches into her like back pocket and just pulls out a shrew and like hucks it up in the air and the <laughs> like swoops down and grabs it and just like swallows it whole up on the thing. Oh, there you go. Now, is, is Kara up? To, can I can I see Kara around? Kara's like groggily getting up. Uh, Kara, yeah. uh, uh, Diglin here says there's a, a druid grove nearby. Oh, oh, um, how how far how far away? Uh, it'd be. It's it's not too far from Mox the Rain, so probably about a week's travel. Hmm. But just on the other side of the lake, a bit to the uh, northeast. Um. Well, perhaps it'll be on our way, and we can stop in for a a, a visit. Yeah, I, you know, we'll see what everybody says. But one one way or another, I'm sure we could find our way there. And, and I'll I'll uh, I'll like nod at the the bird again, and uh, and then see what's happening with that breakfast fire. Yuri is just preparing like coffee and uh, just some some of the last of the turkey. This is your last turkey. I'm gonna no. say it. I'm gonna forget it, and you're gonna have more turkey later. But <laughs> this is your last turkey. Bree will remember. Do we? Have, <laughs> we probably have some frozen meat, uh, wolf left on the on the roof of the. Yeah, he doesn't like using that because it's nasty, but <laughs> that's, but that's, it is there. That's yeah. Bree's special treat. Yeah. Yeah. We also have probably frozen honeyed bear as well from before i think yeah. we're through the honeyed beer are we through the point? honeyed beer yeah, that's a for shame. sure that's yeah. a real shame Who, like most of the food that i c- catch doesn't last long because yeah. <laughs> brie's eating it yeah yeah like i'm eating I'm, some of that hag for sure as well yeah, mm. the bat hag <sighs> which is probably not good not brie's tasty gonna end up getting possessed and then we're <laughs> yeah. gonna have that like uh, <laughs> <laughs> i mean if who else is awake right now valen i'm Rones awake. i just got up I think everyone's up. Yeah, yeah Ben's yeah. looking. Rough, oh, everyone's up. Okay, he's cool. awake. Yeah, I think Bree is still under the under the book pile. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Kara's gonna come out and um, like look around and uh, rummage through her bag and get out the uh, spider climb- climbing boots. Star, um, hmm? I I got these um, when we were in Cedar Glen, um, and uh, I actually have a spell that uh, works just like them. Um, so I thought maybe, uh, you'd like to have them. Uh, oh? Uh, and yeah, he's gonna look at them. Uh, these are ugly. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they aren't that ugly. I think we, we decided, we decided that they don't look like that. <laughs> we didn't decide what they do look like. So all I can describe them as is not Crocs. <laughs> I think they're actual boots, because they would have to go with vampire, um... Oh yeah, the that's true. They're dress. knee-high, high-heeled boots. <laughs> yes, they are. Yes, they fucking are. Oh my god, you are going to fucking slay in these. <laughs> there is nothing better than twenty-five acrobatics checks in high-heeled, knee-high boots. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Right. Yeah, it's like, I think we just oh, got maybe our first. Maybe these I could work with. I don't know. Um. But no, they, they, um. They let you just sort of stick to walls and things. So you can just sort of walk right up and dangle off the bottoms of branches. Um, Morguna was using them. Remember when she demonstrated? Hmm. Uh, and Star's going to pull them on. Yeah. You do up the zipper. Pull them on. And then he's just going to walk over to the wall and, like, look at Kara. 
and then put his foot on the wall. Does it stick? Uh, it does, yeah. Then he's going to put his other foot on the wall, like he's going to try and rotate, like, uh, oh, oh, oh. And you How's your see, core like, strength? He's looking back still, and he's just looking, like, more and more excited. And then he's going to, like, step back down from the wall, and he's going to be like, okay, one sec. And he's gonna like, is there like a clear path in the room that he could do like a full loop? Uh, you're gonna knock over some books, but. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He just quickly glances around and does a full like sprint. <laughs> like, yeah, just like sprints around the whole uh, the whole room, but like vertically, <laughs> like in a circle. Yeah, I feel like you like run up and knock a bunch of books over on debris and uh, yeah. just like run all the way around, uh, like come down the bed on the other side and like a bunch of things like teeter over. Yeah, uh, and then and then he, he just like starts like laughing. He's like, ha, 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 uh, oh, oh. and then just like does like does like cartwheels. Like he's he's getting the zoomies. Right? <laughs> yeah, I think like the other uh, your siblings wake up and like while you're running, they all just instinctively like crouch to the ground and their eyes get really big. And then one of the times you come around, they just like tackle you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You just... And then he's gonna like push them off and then just like look at them. And then he's gonna look like he's gonna tackle them and then dodges back. And and then runs back up on his yeah. <laughs> and like light it like picks up dust and throws him at you and like so dust is like grabbing onto your like torso yeah. while you're running around and so all the all the cats have the zoomies right now <laughs> they are fucking destroying this cabin yeah at this point Valen just like sighs and like closes the book he's like that's enough for now I suppose <laughs> it's like books collapsing around him yeah I think at some point, Bree's tail gets stepped on. She just like lets out a loud roar, sleepily comes up from this cascade of books, like glares at the cats, and then just goes outside. Yeah, yeah. Garlic is yeah. also freaking out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like running back and forth, just going insane. And Bido like wakes up and tears a bunch of pages out of books and stuffs them into his ears yeah. and rolls over the other way. Yeah, Ben is just watching quietly from the doorway where he was kind of helping Yuri a little bit with the fire. Star's going to run down and try and grab Ben like with, like, you know what I mean? Like he has, he has a uh, dust sort of clinging around his waist. Yeah. And on one of the laps around the room, Star's going to reach down and try and grab Ben like around the shoulders and drag him with okay. him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I guess like uh, dragging rules would apply. So you just move half as quickly, but that's still very yeah. fast. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know how much how much he's resisting, or like he's just trying really hard to get a smile out of him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Ben uh, just kind of yeah g goes along for the ride, but he doesn't he doesn't perk up really. Hmm. And then uh, yeah, after a few more laps, they all like breathe heavy. Yeah, I haven't had one of those in a while. I feel good. <laughs> <laughs> What's for breakfast? <laughs> yeah, you go outside. Uh, yeah, Yuri's Yuri's got some stuff laid out. Um, there's a big pot of coffee and uh, just sort of laid on the rocks around the little fire that he built. How are we doing for supplies, Yuri? Uh, we're not too too bad. Uh, if we are gonna, if, if if we do end up staying here for a little bit, it might be a good idea to get a bit of hunting done and replenish. Now you're speaking my language. But uh, I I don't really know what is the what's the plan here. What do, what do you guys think we should do? Well, we have large eel to hunt and eat. Y yeah. <laughs> Underwater, right? Yes. That is where eels live. Uh, yeah, well... I'm not sure that, that we're entirely capable of uh, such a task. Hmm. And uh, uh, Diglin is sort of there with you, and she says, she says yeah, uh, it's a tough... It's going to be tough. To, to get down there. I, I, Jaren's not one I'd think we're going to be able to coax out. I dragged Cag away from its lair, but and I is, don't think Jaren's coming up. And is your design to uh, eliminate Jaren as you have Cag? <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the idea. You, you imagine they are um, beyond rehabilitation? Uh, it's a risky gambit to find out I'd say we'll know pretty quickly if we get down there wouldn't you want someone to take that gambit should they stumble upon Bridget well yeah but Bridget's not gonna bite first hmm and I do have to say that 
if I I trained Bridget for a very long time. Mm. Does does Jaren come out? Uh, he... I've been here for a couple of months now in this general area, so I've never seen Jaren come out. I haven't been focused on Jaren. I've been focused on Cag moving around this area, but from what I've seen from the water, the most I've seen is um, one of the young white dragons went in and then came back out. So... Bree's ears enough. visibly perk uh, up. A, a white the dragon? dragon have ears? In no. the area. <laughs> uh, or do you have one of those cool holes right through the whole head? <laughs> yeah, I think probably holes. Yeah. yeah. The wind whistles through the <laughs> <laughs> Um Yeah, a, 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 a young white dragon, a, a juvenile. Uh, there is, there's a big one around here. Uh, I think has something to do with the frost giants, but its brood are a little more free than it to, to travel around. You will see them mm. every now and again. Steer clear. I think that goes without saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, are, are the giants around too, or, or are these just sort of the remnants of, of that population? The giants are still, uh, there is still a force of giants. They will not come this low. They live at the highest peaks. Oh. Uh, if anyone's paying attention to Rowan, you'll see him kind of pale at that. Whoa, 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 well, right. Well, we'll stay, we'll stay real low then, and keep our keep our heads low, and uh, you know our, our nose to the ground, and uh, and uh, well, you know, we'll look for we'll look for Jared uh, down in in the water, maybe you know somewhere like that. Um, have you have you met giants before, Rowan? Uh, no, I, I, I've been lucky enough to 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 not run into any giants no uh, <clears throat> but uh this breakfast is great yuri this is a mighty fine breakfast ah uh, yeah i mean it's nothing special um diglin uh did you um did you plan on um in- investigating jaren or, or if you haven't not if you haven't seen him recently is he a particular danger to those around could could he not be left to his own designs there's a real danger with that, with their type, leaving them to their own designs. These hags are a particular sort. They're not ones to leave their layers if they can help it, but they will find ways to spread their influence. Lilia won't just swoop down and attack travelers. If she did, it'd be a lot easier to catch her and find out what her movements are like. Mm. She prefers to come down and influence them in different ways. Uh, tempting greed. Yeah. is kind of her M.O. Uh, Jaren has been very, very quiet, and that makes me nervous. Mm. It's possible we go down there, and he's just like, hey, everyone, I've, I'm you know, living a wonderful life under the... But I doubt it. I severely doubt it. Mm. My hope is that we will go down there and maybe get a clue to where Lilia is. Yeah. I have no idea where her lair is. And you suspect that they are in uh, communication? I think she is trying to get the hags together. I tracked down Cag because I heard stories of uh, a strange woman surrounded by ravens stealing and trading in that area, in the Rotten Pines. I'm pretty sure she was communicating with Cag. It's not easy for them to work together. They all have their own motives, and they will all betray each other at the first sign of Mm. a weakness Mm. so it's not easy for them to uh, create a coven but Lily is going to do her best and if Jaren's been quiet it's possible that he's ready to join Mm. he was one of the children that she took I think she probably has some kind of influence over him very well then the next question is how do we get down there yeah we 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 swim well, well no, um, no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, you can, you can swim. I'm not swimming. I, I might be able to swim, um, but uh, I don't think anybody else, other than you, can breathe. Or in at the, the very least, breathe in while in we're the down. winter. Um, well, just hold your breath. It's uh, you, you, the water is freezing. I'm not going anywhere near that water. You, you, I live in the desert. <laughs> 
I'm from the desert. There's no water. There's a there's an ocean which I stay away from. <laughs> I'm not going underwater. <laughs> no, don't, don't even smash cut too. Three <laughs> <laughs> just holding you over the path. <laughs> His legs splayed out splayed Oh, it's Mike Friday, your Dungeon Mom. Thank you for listening to episode 37 of Wonders and Blunders. We've got big news this week. We are launching our Patreon. We do a lot of work on this podcast between all of the editing uh, by me and Kieran and the social media by Evan. It takes up a lot of our time, and we do have some operating costs, which cost us a little bit of money every month. So we're setting up this Patreon to try and offset those costs and to potentially grow the podcast even bigger, maybe run extra campaigns or things like that down the road. Things like that we'll be updating on our Patreon page itself. So if you want to check that out, go to patreon.com slash wonder and blunder. You can support us anywhere from a dollar a month up to, I don't know, how much money you got. What do you got in your wallet right now? You throw that at us and you'll get some bonus perks from shout outs on the show, to bonus recordings of our other games. We record a lot of our other playing, so we play other TTRPGs like Blades in the Dark, uh, and we also play other Dungeons and Dragons campaign. We have a Waterdeep campaign where we all play as dwarves and don't do any of the quests. That one's DM by Evan. We have a Goblin campaign, which is just pure bananas. So if you donate to us at the $10 a month level, you get access to those bonus recordings. There's also Caradove's Journal. You can write us letters and we'll respond to them on air, all sorts of things. If you want to see the full list of perks, again, check out patreon.com slash wonderandblunder. If you can't afford to donate, don't worry about it. The podcast will always be free. Just keep listening and sharing and spreading the word. We'll be sharing this relentlessly on social media, so keep an eye out for it. Even if you just give us a retweet or a share, that is a huge help to us. But most of all, keep being the best. We love you very much, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. <laughs>